the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Welcome to Healthcare Now with your hosts, Larry Jones and Dr. Mark Shayat. Want to become an educated healthcare consumer? Then join our discussion about all things healthcare and understand how to navigate our complex U.S. healthcare system. Now, let's join our hosts in the Healthcare Now studios. Welcome to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones, and we're going to start off another great discussion about healthcare. Good and evening, specific- Dr. Mark. Hey, how are you? Good. We're we're going to talk about it's it's almost redundant because we talk about this every week. We're talking about the size that these companies are getting. Yes. So the uh, the term in, in the in the business is big health. That's right. Question that week after week is is it just getting too big? Right. And so I think that's going to be our focus. Maybe our for the show. Probably for the We've most got a lot of, of information show, to Dr. go Mark, over. Let me tell you the uh, you know the thing about big healthcare is big is it's already big, but some of these companies are getting massive. Yep. And mergers and acquisitions, as you know, over the last five years, has been pretty predominant. And there are a few major players rising to the top. Yep. And and some of them. Kind of doubling down in certain areas. We talk, I think last week we talked about Amazon dropping Amazon Care. Yep. But we'll talk later today about something else that they're developing That's and correct. how much bigger that could likely be. But it, every time we go over these things, there are just a handful. Yep. I mean, not, not a handful. There's three players, yep. four yep. players that dominate. Three players. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, I mean, well, depending on the different areas yep. that we look at, and then there's three that are in every area. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that, but let's talk about is big healthcare already too big? As you know, we've been talking about the United Healthcare merger with Change Healthcare, yes. which is a huge IT uh, PBM across the country. Right. So they're going to, they're going to be processing prescriptions. Pres- they, yes, that's what they do. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And as you know, the DOJ, the department of justice has actually pushed back on yep. this merger a couple of times. Right. And one of the reasons is change RX, meaning change healthcare connects with over 59,000 pharmacies in the United States, Dr. Mark. Yep. And they process over a billion and a half claims every year of the nine billion pharmacy claims that are processed in America each year. Incredible, and, and that that yeah. will add to what United already has that's in correct. that PBM market with Optum. Yeah. Yep. yep. So that's going to. So when we push it to monopoly levels, yep. we're looking at like forty percent of the market. Right. Well, I don't know. We'd have to do. I don't know how big Optum is, right. but you know, we're looking that. That's a good fifteen percent. Of the market right yeah, there. Well, uh, let me give you a couple stats and then we can talk about it. As okay. you know, United Healthcare Optum is the largest healthcare company in America. CVS Health is number two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you've got three players United Healthcare Optum, CVS, and Walgreens that represent 80% of all prescriptions written in America under their pharmacy benefit manager program. Right. And if I recall, I think United was. Fifty percent of that eighty percent. I believe that's All right. right. So, yep. so now, we, now somebody's got to get a whiteboard out here so we can put some numbers out. <laughs> that's right. So, what does that put them if they're yeah. going to increase what they have, almost twofold? Yeah. Well, one of the pushbacks that 
I think maybe most of the payers, meaning the insurance companies, have had with the Department of Justice on this United Healthcare merger is that if United merges with Change RX, right, they will have access to the data of Aetna, Cigna, Anthem, Humana, and Blue Cross across the the board. Explain that. That means that all their patients' right. information on drug dispensing would be accessible to United, which is a major competitor yep. with these other five players. And just how we see the flow there, yep. does so currently Change Healthcare has access to all the systems. Pretty much. Right? Yep. Just just because of where they are. You know, because they're they're getting input from these other groups. Yeah. Well, they from, started out from as the United. an IT company, and uh-huh. yet it funnels into all these groups that you're talking yep. about. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So they're gonna they're gonna be able to access sales data. They're gonna be able to access payment data. So th- essentially, they're gonna be able to cherry pick and potentially cherry pick the areas, the groups yep. that that pay the most, yep. pay the best. You know, you know well, most, in most the DOJ yep. uh, comment, the the collective collaboration of these payers that are trying to shut this merger down right. made the statement that it will enable Optum to target the patients who make them the most money while include excluding others. Yep. Exactly yep. what you said, cherry yep. pick. I mean, that, that makes sense. Yep. That makes sense because I mean that's what. The fear of all the data collection that we talk about everywhere, you know, you put your personal yep. data in is, is at some point there's going to be a disparity of attention paid to one group or yep. another based on that income data or expen- expenditure data. Yep. And this brings it – this is a really tight, tightly wove fabric here because because so. we're staying all in the same area of, of medication sales. Yep. And taking the biggest group and growing it bigger, yeah, yeah, I, it, it's well. It seems to me there's a, even a larger issue here, Doctor Mark, than just the money. If Optum has access to the members of all these other payers, yeah, isn't that a HIPAA violation? Well, demographic information is not. Medical information well, we're is. We're talking claims data. Well, that all all they're going to see are numbers, right? So they're not going to see medical diagnoses. So so it should not be. But they're going to see the drugs that are being dispensed to these patients. Yeah. That's medical data. No, it's it's still it still doesn't fall under the HIPAA the HIPAA side. Okay, All right. um, I mean if it if it's if I were a payer, if I were Humana and, and United right. was going to get access, I'd claim HIPAA violation. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> that my my suspicion is is that the demographics don't link directly to the drugs. They can see what drugs are purchased on the one side, not necessarily exactly who and that's is how they purchasing cherry them. Pick them. And then they cherry pick them by regions it. and areas. That and could that, be. again, I'm just, yep, you know, because be. because you say they can't tie a diagnosis to an individual and share that information. Right. Unless right. there's one there's one big caveat here. With a simple signature from a patient, yep. they can make that happen. Yep. So if a patient says, Well, if you want to buy your medications from us, uh, oh, here's our disclosures. Right. Oh, we don't we don't right. share this information with anybody outside of our network. Well, your network is now the largest network yep. in the world, right? And so, so there'd be ways around it if anybody brought case against it. And right. I suspect that you know every every time your credit card sends you a new personal personal uh, security statement, right? And you just kind of flip and through you get it because the it's time. ninety pages. It just is like you know your Apple download. <laughs> like who's going to read? Who's going to read it? But you, I, and we all sit here and think, "Gosh, I hope somebody reads that." Exactly. But uh, but yeah, that, I think it's going to be the same kind of situation. Yeah. So not not a, not yeah. a good deal. Yeah. Well, I think to even 
convolute this thing even further, Dr. Mark. We know that drugs continue to get more expensive. The top 250 drugs yep. in the last five years have between a 5 and 7% increase in the first quarter of every year. Right, and the Yet, complaint uh-huh, about all these PBMs is the, the DOJ also is concerned that they're colluding, that they're saying, yes. hey, we're going to yep. bump this up this much, yep. and, and you, know, you can't get it any cheaper yep. down the street anymore. Right. And thousands and thousands of branded patents are expiring. Yep, so the generics the jump out. Generics are gone crazy, yep. which is a good thing for Americans. It is if we, if yep. we can keep the quality up. And, exactly. and the problem yep. becomes that the companies— Spoken by a true doctor. You're right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but the, the problem becomes that if these drugs are made in China and mass-produced, yep. nobody else that we really trust to work on the quality side right. is going to try to get into that market because yep. now it's gone from a hugely profitable market to you know maybe a wash. Yeah, and you know that was a big debate when uh, Governor DeSantis here in Florida said, let's start purchasing drugs from Canada. Yep. That the feds then came back and said, well, how are we going to control the quality? Right. Right. And that is a big issue across it the is, board. But but you can do that there. So yep. you have some you have some yep. access and you have some diplomatic understandings that that you know yep. there's something to lose there where you can't do it. You know when we when we buy these products in other parts of the world. We don't have any political strategy right. to make sure that we're getting real information. And many times the government that we're concerned about doesn't have control over yep. the company we're dealing with. Sure. So, you know, it's not just not going to play out fair. Well, let me throw this wrinkle in there. Is it possible that the requirements that the FDA here in the U.S. are too stringent because of the lobby of the U.S. Pharmaceutical Association? Well, I mean, we could we could do you know where I'm yeah, going. We could with do this. several shows yeah, yeah. on on the FDA and you know the big the big complaint comes about when we look at the European market and we see medications that have been used there for, for decades. Years. Yeah, and, and that, that we still don't have access to in America. Right, and so that's just an argument that that you you have to make, and the the issue becomes the majority of the population relies on somebody somehow to make sure that, you know what, I'm not going to read that, that darn label. I'm not going to read that, that release. I'm just going to say, I'm going to trust the FDA. Right. So now I will tell you that some of my best friends, the word trust and FDA can't be in the same sentence. Right. But on the other hand, you see that the, the way it has been set up over the decades, it's, it's a very easy, oh yeah, it'll be cool. Cause Mm -hmm. you know, it's just like, if you go over to grandma's house, and she puts something on your plate, you're going to eat it. There's, right. a, there's a level of trust, you trust there. Grandma. Right. That's right. right. You know, you don't, you don't know. Maybe, maybe somebody point. stuck into grandma's house and contaminated the chicken. You yeah. don't know, <laughs> That's right. but you have to, to go day to day. Most of us can't worry about every single yep. thing. Yep. And this is something we wipe off the table to our detriment yep. because now we, we have issues where it comes back and, you know, maybe there are things that are too strict well, or if maybe, you remember, maybe things move too slowly. But a good example of what you're talking about is the Adahelm debacle. Right, right. When the FDA approved that drug, yet there were some pretty significant side effects like brain bleed right. for, for Alzheimer's patients and of, of obviously the cost. Yeah, but that actually hurts our argument. Because that isn't something that's been yeah. accepted somewhere. We were first to market here. True. And and what Good was the point. FDA doing? I mean, I don't, I don't yeah. know. So yeah. so I don't have a blanket trust. Yeah. I like to read about the, the information. But right. who's got time for that? You know? Exactly. You know, if I do, at least I'm, I, I might be able to find something that we can talk about here and, and spread the news. Whereas 
the everyday person isn't going to be able to do it. So it is it is yep. very frustrating. I feel most for the individuals that really benefit for a particular drug. And there was a drug in the yep. pediatric market when I started practice uh-huh. that was just amazing. It okay. was a drug for reflux. Okay. Oh, okay. And it was um, it, it dropped the number of times I needed to operate on these kids. It, it wow. fixed them. I mean, literally okay. avoiding surgery. It, it was it was phenomenal. That's amazing. And it, it came off the market because there were some there was some cross reactivity for patients that had were also taking drugs for heart arrhythmias. Okay. So this was for the, a pediatric group. So somebody on multiple medications. Mm-hmm. So when when they reported that there were some deaths off the market. Right. Now, the reality is, is horrible that, that were de- there were deaths. Of course. But now they've taken a drug that was helping a large population and was harming a very specific identifiable population. Right. So right. people that we had on that medication had to stop having and they, they started ordering it from India. And for yeah. for years, it's still yeah. still still been going on. Sure. And, and, you know, you could wait. You could look at that knee jerk and say, well, maybe that's not how the FDA should have handled it. Right. right. And so it does seem like no one can really predict what they're going to do, if they're going to be yeah. too conservative or too haphazard, which is, yeah. quite frankly, before we go to close, quite frankly, why everybody was so concerned about this vaccine that came out so exactly. quickly. Exactly. And and there I've got to tell you. That did. That had nothing to do with the FDA, except for big government saying right. you need to get this through and and yeah. not get it tied up in red tape. Yeah. We're going to talk. We're about. talking about big health care. Is it too big? We're going to talk about some acquisitions and mergers when we come back. You're listening to Healthcare Now: The Truth About U.S. Healthcare. Our website is behindhealthcarenow.com. That's behindhealthcarenow.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. You have found Dr. Mark and Larry Jones, and we're here to continue our discussion on big healthcare. Is it too big? I just want to say, of course it is, but I mean, it's a pretty good lead in. I mean, I don't think it is. I don't think anybody sits down and says, it's not too big. Yeah. Well, and, it, we're pushing five trillion dollars. I'd say that's pretty large. Well, that's big business, and, <laughs> that's but right. and that wouldn't that w- wouldn't be as bad. I guess the the, the dollar amount's terrible. Okay, yeah, I can't exactly. argue that. I can't argue that. <laughs> that's right. But but this our concern wouldn't be as much if it was spread out and we weren't so dependent on a few companies. Exactly. And you know, all we need is yep. the Enron of healthcare, yep. and the whole thing turns upside down. Yep. And we're, and we're at that point where we argue, you know, we do not want 
socialization. Right. Okay. We're not looking for a socialized government. We're not looking for, I used that term wrong, but um, we're not looking for healthcare to be a single payer by the government. We're not looking for that. Or a single provider. Right. Right. And we're getting there. Right. So, so what we're getting is probably the worst of all worlds, a, a single ish payer that is in private and they're, they're, they're just building cash. Well, there's three or four big players that we're going to talk about for the next probably 40 minutes, Dr. Mark. And, you know, we, we have mentioned Optum and mm-hmm. we've mentioned CVS Health. Well, there was an article recently about CVS Health buying a company called Signify, which is a home care company right. for $8 billion. Yep. These numbers are staggering they are. when you talk about these I mean, mergers. Because, you know, <laughs> you know, if CVS says, yeah, we'll pay $8 billion for that, yeah, their intent is to recoup that money so quickly. Exactly, our heads are going to spin, and then Signify's intent is that oh well, this is going to increase our market yep. share yep. so dramatically that yeah, right. this is a great deal. And there we go. Why didn't we know about Signify's stock about nine months ago before this is announced? Yeah, right. I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't know if it's publicly traded. I don't know. How, I don't how know if it, it is yeah. either. Right. But anyway, Sig- CVS's health deal for Signify. This actually what this means, Dr. Mark, is that three the three largest Medicare Advantage plans now will control the three largest home care providers. Yeah, in the list United those States. out just for our listeners. We've talked about it before, yeah, but go yeah, ahead and list those yeah. out. Yeah, okay. Well it's uh uh well, CVS, United, yeah. Un- Optum, Optum with United CVS and Walmart. Yep. 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 And they cover Eight, they're another one that covers out, out of that market. They're the top three. Well, you got Walgreens in there, yep, too. Yep. Those are really the big four players that are into just about everything in healthcare today. Right. And we're going to we're going to kind of profile a little bit about CVS Health and all the things that they've done mm-hmm. in a few minutes. But let's talk about the Walmart United. Uh, we've talked about CVS and Signify. Let's talk about Walmart United. Walmart actually announced this week that um, they but plan. They're, yeah, they're hooking up with United. They're hooking up with United Healthcare to offer both telehealth and primary care yep. across the country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you recall, originally Walmart was going to b- build these clinics within Walmart, and yep. and they were going to do about a hundred across the country. Right. Well, throw that plan out the window because now they're teaming up and they're going to do it across the country. Yep. Yep, they're going to yep. open up another hundred in in uh, the Northeast, right? Yep, and yep. kind of kind of started from there. Yep, yep. So we're we're looking at how big is healthcare, and so the rooters and some of the big players that are looking at healthcare to say, don't blink, because these three deals just in the past three days or two deals in the past three days are only the beginning of what we're going to look at acquisitions and mergers across the country, Doctor Mark. Well, that's all these companies are doing right now, right? They're 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 looking over their shoulder because do you not think that that CVS was looking at Signify too? Exactly. I mean, you know, they're they're oh, all everybody looking at the was trying yeah. to buy Signify. In fact, I think Walgreens thought they had Signify, and and so did Optum mm-hmm. until CVS bought it out from under them. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. But the other thing is in this announcement with United and Walmart. They have signed a 10-year collaboration agreement to bring affordable health care to mainstream America, which in reality goes right back to that conversation that we talk about who's going to control and who's going to garner all right. the primary care in America. Yeah. No, it is. It's, it's, yeah. 
And that's the goal, right? That is the goal is yep. to become the gatekeeper yep. and everybody goes through you. And that, and that, that's right. that happens in all of these groups. That's what yep. they're looking for. And the gatekeeper is about assigned lives and attributed lives through primary care providers to sign these big value based healthcare deals, right. similar to what we've done in our own organization. Right. Right. No, to yeah. make sure you're getting yeah. that, that group power, right. right. Because right. with the group, you know, you spread out your risk, right? So that's the right. whole idea there is, is if you've got an organization that knows what they're doing yep. and then their, their population that they're covering yep. is very diverse and very yep. large, then you can mitigate that risk. Yep. And, and that's, that's really yep. where the money in healthcare is. Well, let me, let me talk about what the concepts are and the justification for these kind of things like United and Walmart. They talk about, it's about overcoming barriers in health equity in these rural communities, Dr. Uh-huh. Mark. Right. Do you buy that? No, I didn't no. think you did. No, it's it's a it's about market share. It's about money. It's always, always, always about market about share. About the money. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And if they can spin it to make it sound like it's for the greater good of the community, sure. You know, I mean, yeah. e- even if it's a real spinoff, but I don't yep. think that that's how this rolls. Here's what they claim: that it's all about health equity, health disparity, and delivering outcomes to people who currently don't have access at a lower cost of care. I mean, that, we can That's only their we can only blame ourselves for that statement because that is what we need. That is what we tout. And if the group yep. that we're targeting and saying, you know, this is how we fix healthcare, mm-hmm. wants to wants to get bigger yep. and hungrier, right. they're going to use our own words against us. They are right now. Yep. At the end, do you honestly believe? Because if you follow that logic, then we should have one payer. Right. And we none of us agree with yep. that. Yep. So the idea here is that they don't have to be the biggest to do those things. Right. There, there is a there's an environment that it'll work in and a number of players in the game that you can have. Yep. But having too few players in the game puts us all at great risk. And not only that, these four large players that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Why would they need to negotiate lower prices with insurance companies if they own the market? They own both sides. They, right. you, know, you know what's right. next is when they start getting into the business of manufacturing the drugs. That's the next pace, right? Yeah. Now, it's unlikely to happen. I don't because, think the farm industry right. is going to let that happen well, anytime because, soon. Because we can do the same yeah. show on the farm, farm industry. And we and, have. And, right. So yeah. we talk yeah. about the groups. Yeah. But, but this is how it happens, yeah. that there are smaller pharmaceutical companies that – that are right for this. For instance, let's go. Let's go backwards. Okay, we talked okay. about we talked about Signify, right? right, right. And so I did a, I did a little uh, cross referencing data, okay. and it looks like it went through an IPO in 2021, okay, and lost value. And now with this announcement, it's still yeah. not up to the forty plus dollars a share it sold at. It. It's about twenty nine. Okay. okay? okay. <laughs> so so here's a company that came onto the scene, seemed like a great idea, like most IPOs. Yep. Drop down had a had a big fairly significant drop uh, in in twenty twenty two early twenty twenty two, and really hasn't done anything until the interest it saw with with United mm-hmm. and it started started to pick back up. I'm sorry with uh, not United with with CVS. Yeah, CVS Health. So yeah. Yeah. so that concerns me that they're willing to pay that amount of money for a company that yeah. couldn't do it on its own. Now I get yeah. it when you open it up to CVS. Yeah. Then that's a whole other group yeah. of individuals they're going to be reach out. And don't forget, this funnels down to Aetna. Yeah, 
who CVS owns. And basically, CVS, because of Aetna, they want to take over the home care space. Yes. And in reality, that's going to save millions of dollars in claims expenditures for Aetna. Right, right. Yeah, Yeah. and and the reality is is that Signify isn't going to profit. doesn't really matter because it's going to feed – the groups that it works with and the that it owns, players. which is That's all CVS, all CVS health overall. So, so, I mean, you know, I can, I can imagine a room full of business people and accountants and you know economists just going, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, this is great, but it's not great because what it's not going to do is lower that overall cost of health care. Yeah. It's not going to do it. Why, why would they start giving back, yeah. Larry? They could give back now. Exactly. You can't tell me that they can't make sure that they're getting to the right groups. Right. You can't tell me that right. they can't right. lower costs they, because they're so profitable. They yeah. you know? Well, I mean, think about it. CVS allocating $8 billion to the sale of Signify, uh, that's a big vision. Right. In a company. I don't care how big you are. Eight billion dollars is a lot of money. Right. Right. No doubt. No yeah. doubt. Yep. No, that they're def- yeah. definitely definitely looking at it for exactly the yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's pretty transparent. I mean, well, if, if you just follow the dollars, it's yeah. pretty transparent. Let's throw one more thing in here. I mean, we've we've had a great discussion on how this whole big pharma thing is coming. What about artificial intelligence throwing that in and I.T. throwing that into the mix? You know, we've got Epic who represents two hundred and fifty million Patient charts. Patient charts, yeah. Visits, not lives, but some type of of patient chart data on 250 million Americans. Right. They're also part of this whole program. And then you throw in artificial intelligence, which is the opportunity for technology advancement in diagnosis, right, Dr. Mark? Uh huh. Yep. How does all that play in? Well, it, it remains to be seen because the data is useful, right? Without a doubt. But it's going to end up being people who make decisions based on the information they get. That's right. right? That's so I don't see the, there's some groups. I don't see the harm and others. Mm-hmm. I certainly do. And well, did you see AI play in much of a role in your practice when you were a surgeon? No, no, but we did, we did see where it's going to come in handy. Where it was coming. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think yeah. that there are certain areas that it's already uh, working out. And cause what, mm-hmm. what we look for AI to do is to decrease medical error. Okay, we're not looking for AI. So it takes in all the balls of a patient, the issues of a patient, and makes a, a no, 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 not at all, a, not at all, not a collaborative at all. No, no, diagnosis. No, 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 no. Okay, no, talk no. about it, that. It doesn't. No, that it can't. It can't do that at this point. Certainly, that's because that's, that's that's what they're working on. That's well, I mean, that's yeah. what Star Trek is working on. But exactly. But uh, <laughs> but what we're talking about is taking that. Let's say, uh, let's talk about uh, breast cancer. Okay. okay. Right. So what we can do is we can feed the computer millions of x-rays. Okay. And then we can teach it which one of those x-rays were a bad thing. Okay. okay. And the AI can correlate findings on the x-ray and the bad outcome. And make right. recommendations? Well, no. No, no. no don't, okay. don't, don't keep pushing this. It's just a computer. Right. Okay? okay. People still got to okay. jump in. So, no, what it can do is it can say it can then be fed a brand new x-ray that no one has read. And immediately give it a risk value okay, and say, yeah, this is going to be fine or this is of concern. Or what they'll do first is they'll have a radiologist read it, put out the finding, and then the AI process will agree or disagree, right? So that's where we see AI coming into play. Or if we see, if we see dosing data, which is another big medical error spot, if we know the dosing data 
if one of the areas is in the ordering of the data. So AI, if you will, and that's a pretty it's a pretty dumb AI can figure out that no, based on this this patient's input of data, that's not going to be a good thing. So that's where we see it going right now. We don't okay. see it making diagnosis it. yet. That makes sense. Yep. Dr. Mark, we're going to go to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about three companies dominating over 30% of the entire primary care market in America. Can't wait to hear it. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is behindhealthcarenow.com. That's behindhealthcarenow.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. AM 950 and FM 94.9, the answer. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones, and we're on our third segment talking about big healthcare being too big. Right. This has been an easy one, Larry. I it mean, has. you know, I like it when I, when we present stuff that, you know, we we can't agree with anything we read. True. You know? True. That's right. <laughs> you know, that's that's good. That's uh, that's entertainment value for me somehow. Okay, good. Yep. Well, what we got. Well, you know, we're we've talked about is healthcare too big. Well, now we've got three players, Walmart, United Health, which is Optum, and CVS Health. That Bain and Company, a large research organization, a healthcare mm-hmm. research, research company, yeah. you've heard of them, yep. state that by 2025, these three companies will dominate over 30% of the primary care market share in America. Well, I, I would imagine that that's, that's a low estimate. Probably Because is. of the speed of acquisition that yep. we've seen this yep. year. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I get it. Uh, yep. the, I mean, that the, to... To be, they're 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 barking up the right tree for sure. Absolutely. And so the question becomes, I mean, when you look at the air, the other areas of this, because you have to look at the government, you know, product, governmental products, right? And so that's going to be a balance that has sort of a fixed amount, and the involvement that these private companies we're looking at commercial insurance, right? right. I mean, they're they're covering a huge number of, of covered lives, and if any one of them has a misstep that's going to affect a tremendous number of people you know and right, i think i right. think that's i think that's one of the two biggest arguments that we have i think the other big argument is with all the advances in healthcare why do we see week over week increased cost and and right, you know right. and quarterly reports no of question. every one of these companies yep. showing huge profits right and the ability to spend Five, eight, ten billion dollars yeah. to buy another company that is yeah. they're gonna they're gonna take a company that's not doing all that well but has yeah. the network that can feed yeah. their own network. Right. Well, we talk about these companies making between a billion and two billion dollars 
a month. Yep. In net net. Yep. Yep. You know. Yep. And so, and and you know balance that against the fact that everybody's paycheck is being tapped into when, when we're having to pay for these higher healthcare dollars. Right. So it's right. not paying attention to that, that greater good. Yep. It's not paying attention yep. to disparity of care. It's not, it's just not, Yeah. you know, I mean, it, it's, you, it, it kind of reminds me of, you know, the people that, that are going to take over uh, and, and take over an area and develop it and sell it and mm-hmm. put all these beautiful houses. And they're like, well, I'm, oh, you know what? We're going to give $2 million to charity to help yep. help these people and those yep. people, and at the end of the day, that two million is about what they paid for the shovels to develop the area. I mean, it's just not right. doesn't it's not an it's not an equal share, right? You know, we we've talked about these big three and all the mergers. This big CVS Signify thing is expected to be closed early twenty twenty three. Doctor Mark, that's just a few months away. Yeah, well, I mean, they the stock price is already fixed. Yeah, I mean, their yeah, their yeah. cap price yeah. is eight eight point three billion dollars, yeah. and that's what they're paying. Yeah, right? and and the problem is the deal heightens competition between the big players we've been talking about. Sure, CVS, which is Aetna, Humana, and United. Yep, which are the three largest Medicare providers in the United States. Yep, Medicare HMO providers. HMO providers, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's we, we're seeing. And, and again, we can't use the term monopoly since we're talking about multiple companies. Right. But when you look at the diversity of care needs across our huge country yep. and imagine these three companies yep. are taking care of it. Yep. It's I mean, what was the What was the movie where Taco Bell was the the uh, company that had owned everything? Um uh, da, 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 da. Well, so, some, some, some yeah. listeners ready to like, like trying well, to no. find a way oh, to yeah. dial tell, in. To dial but in it's, it's, a, it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. I think. Where, oh, okay. And, and so he gets, you know, he's, it's a futuristic movie. Um, and, and so everything like, I know, like, I know like the, the fanciest yep. face off. Is that it? No, that one. No. Um, so, so uh, it wasn't Terminator. So, I, well, we're, no, it was clearly, one of those, we're clearly not going to get it. I but, know the show right. you're talking so, about. So they were talking about going to this super fancy place and dressing yep. up in black yep. tie, and it was yep. Taco Bell. Right. Okay. Right. This right. is Taco Bell. <laughs> Pretty soon, you know, yep. we're going to wake up one morning, and everything's going to be named yep. one of these three companies. Right. Well, there's a couple things here. You know, Signify, eighty four percent of their two hundred and fifty million dollars in revenue came from home care services. Right. So, so they're, that's what they're, they're basically. Yeah. But then on the other side, you got United Healthcare in their Optum house calls, they call it. Right. They conducted two million home care visits already in 2022. Wow. Yeah. So the issue here is how is this going to play out? Because we know everybody wants a piece of home care because right. that's where the opportunity to divert ER visits, right? To divert unnecessary admissions and a lot of healthcare costs. Yeah, and it is that yeah. that is the right move mm-hmm. if managed correctly from a medical perspective. It is a right move, and right. what you're looking at here is the 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 economics are somewhat brilliant, right? Because you've got CVS who has Aetna, right? So everybody on Aetna. That needs home yeah. health care right. is going to use Signify. Of course. And you better believe that the need of home health care in Aetna product is going to go way up. Yep. Right? right? So we're keeping it all in the family here. So you can't yeah. blame them for doing it. It's smart yeah. business as opposed to having a separate company. Exactly. But we're getting – there's so much control over it. 
it's just hard to imagine that one company can do it all. Yeah, and don't forget, earlier last year, or maybe the year before, Humana bought the remaining shares of Kindred at Home uh, and purchasing the large, largest home health care provider in the country. Yeah, and that really boosted them up. And, and yeah. you know, they, they, have yeah. a, they have a large but not the largest group of right, Medicare right. products. Exactly. And, and that's they're you know, they're sort of focused in that area more so than these other companies. Right. So right. I see even though they're not a small player, they're not yep. in the in the top group, but but it just seems like when we're we're such a regionalized model of medicine in that's this country. And true. it would make a lot more sense if the financial part of that was regionalized as well. Yep. You know? Yep. And and I don't I don't know. I don't know where the the answer is. I mean I think at some point I mean, United is very close to coming into that area of a monopoly. But to be in a monopoly. In, in, in certain, and I and, think and, CVS and it won't, it won't, is getting there. Right. And yeah. it won't be – it's not going to happen in the United yeah. States, like the whole United States. Yeah. It's going to be in an area. There's going to be an area, a territory, or region that the DOJ is going to say yeah. you clear – because you can do that. Right. And, or you can right. come back and the states can get involved. The states can right. say, you, you know, you've got way too much – I mean, they'll look at Florida to see what the Medicare split up is. Exactly. And at some point, yeah. it's just going to be eaten up. We've got in four one and a half group. million Medicare lives walking around in yeah. Florida over age 65. So what happens when the DOJ comes in and breaks things up? You think that's going to help yeah. the patient? No. Right. So 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 long as the way this is growing and going out isn't in a trajectory to help the patient, right. it's we're going to we're all going to lose. Yeah. What's going to help the patient is better access to care and providing the right care at the right time yep. at the right place yep. for the appropriate amount of money. I mean, if you want to look at a, a small example of this, mm-hmm. right, we can look back. We've talked about Asheville, North Carolina, yep. and the Mission Hospital mm-hmm. was a nonprofit hospital that was clearly operating in a monopoly state. Yep. Yep. But the state legislature said, you know what, that's okay because – yeah, I mean, you're a monopoly, but you're a nonprofit, and we yep. believe that you're yep. giving back the community, yep. and they're doing a good job doing that until it gets purchased by Hospital Corporations of America, and now HCA is being is, is in trouble for having a monopoly. They, they bought a monopoly. Yep. They bought one, and right. now they're getting called right. out for it. So, right. so that was – I mean, I think that was a very – very questionable move because right. how they thought that the state would be like, oh, it's okay because the only reason it was saying it was okay before is because it was it yep. was it was a charity. I get charitable it. And you know when we're we're still talking about cost, mm-hmm. and I think one of the big focuses that you're going to see more and more from the OIG, the Office of Inspector General, yes. not the Department of Justice, is that federal auditors are continuing to investigate all these Medicare Advantage companies for upcoding to to increase their Medicare risk scores so that they get more money from CMS. And right. guess who funds CMS? We do. We do. We do. Tax taxpayers. Yep. yep. Taxpayers. Yep. Which is so OIG that that's what they need to be doing. Exactly. But how does a company like these three companies we're talking about mm-hmm. because that that fraud can be in a an area that seems like a you know 2% of their overall yep. business, right? Yep. And they're going to get tagged. Right. Well, but, the whole but they're key, willing to pay a fee. You know, one of the things we do in our own group, Dr. Mm-hmm. Mark, we probably in our Medicare Advantage MSO contracts, and we have five at risk. Right. We probably undercode. And right. that's costing yes. us money as well as the plan money. Right. 
but but it's saving us the risk of fines without a where doubt. these big yep. dogs yep. are willing yep. to just pay the fines yep. and and see what yep. they get away with. And yet the payers, the insurance companies like Aetna, like Humana, like Blue Cross, like Cigna, uh, they want you to code patients at the highest level of specificity. That's what HCC hierarchical right. condition coding right. is all mm-hmm. about. Yep, the ICD-10. And so they hound these MSOs that take the risk. Sure constantly yep. about are you coding your patient right. at the highest level of specificity. Right. So just for Talk some, about yeah, that for Just a for some clarity. So yeah. if you have a patient that has a procedure, okay, if this patient has comorbidities, if they have other issues that would elevate them as being a higher risk or a higher need patient, right. and you don't code for that, yeah. you are going to not be able to collect as much money. It's about comorbidities being right. documented right. properly. So, yeah. And and if somebody comes in, this is a big one that has happened a lot. So mm-hmm. so the the, uh, the the government came down and said, okay, all you groups that take government insurance, if somebody comes in the hospital and they don't have a bed sore when they get there, but right. they do when when they leave, yeah, Medicare won't pay we're, for we're that. We're not going to pay. That's right. We're not going to pay for anything, That's even right. if they come in. If you for get an sepsis, MI for if anything you get else. sepsis and it yep. it prolongs three more days yep. in the hospital, they we're not going to pay, pay for it. For it. Right, right, right. And the health plans are doing the same thing. Right. Yeah. Well, they 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 could follow suit. Yep. They just didn't. Yep. They didn't have the the quick bite. Yep. So if you've got an organization that really pays attention to this, because for even for no other reason than they can't afford to make the mistake they can't they need to undercode yep. so they don't get fined because the fines are going to be based on a per case yep. and there's a maximum right. so if you are Aetna, if you are mm-hmm. united and you're so big you can get away yep. with some fines yep. over here in, in yep. southern georgia yep. because you got so much more coming in the other side yep. it's it's the cost of doing business exactly. and you can't do that when you're a mom and pop well, you're going to be able to relate to this. This story, this just happened this past week. We had a patient call us. In fact, we're going to be kind of short, but let me start it and we'll mm-hmm. give come back to it. We had a Medicare patient in the hospital, was there for three days, and uh, the patient then got the bill and it was denied. The hospital claim was denied for unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And the way the hospital billed it was inpatient, and so when they rebuild it as ob- ob- observation, observation, the claim was paid. Right. And and it was a much we'll lower number. We'll talk about that when right? we come back. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. It was a much lower number yeah. Yeah. because that that's and that's all that's a huge piece it in is. the hospital side because outpatient and inpatient or what we call 23 yeah. hour OBS yeah. is something that that physicians don't really understand. Right. And right. and we can have those things miscoded yeah. every day. And and I'm not sure if you were to compare the hospital-owned physicians against the independent physicians that are doing this, I think you would see a significant discrepancy, Doctor. I think you would. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is behindhealthcarenow.com. That's behindhealthcarenow.com. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. 
Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion. On the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. You've got Dr. Mark and Larry Jones, and we are back in the studio to do the last segment on big healthcare and being it being too big. But uh, D- right. Dave in the booth gave us a good uh, correction and update. So the movie, when I was talking about Taco Bell, it was a 1993 release of Demolition Man. Right. And I know everybody out there has already Googled this. They they've already knew out. that. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't Schwarzenegger that was the star. It was Stallone. That's right. But they... They talked about Schwarzenegger being the president right. in the future that's right. there. So that's, right. so that's where it all was. has nothing yeah. to do with anything except but that's we're, good. we're all going to be going to the hospital owned by Taco Bell right. in the future. But we needed to tie that up, Dr. Yeah, Martin. I did. Yeah, well, at least I did. At least I did. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's jump back into things. We've been talking about CVS. Yep. You know, we've been talking about United. Right. And, you know, we're, we're talking about the, the biggest players in healthcare and Walmart. And Walmart. Yep. Yep. So let's jump and talk about another well, company that we we yeah. talk, talk about almost every other week. We did last yep. week, Amazon. Right. Well, you know, Amazon. Uh, these numbers blew my mind the other day when I researched this, Doctor Mark. Amazon has two hundred million subscribers in their Amazon Prime network. Yeah, I'm one of them. Me too. Yep. Yep. Two hundred. I got a veterans discount one year, so that was nice. And so. Now, what they're going to do, you know, they they decided they weren't they were going to give up their Amazon Care. Yes. We've talked about yes. that for right. the last few right. weeks, uh-huh. but now they are going to allow all Amazon Prime subscribers to play into their telehealth and primary care networks. Yep, right, right across right. the country, which they believe will represent seven hundred thousand patients. Oh yeah, yeah, easily. That's easily. crazy, right? Oh no, it's got to be yeah. That yeah. would that would be easy. Now, yeah. now we know the two hundred million. They're not necessarily all U.S. Right, but but right. yeah. I mean, I can yeah. I can only imagine. I think they're underestimating that number because here is yep. here is a place where easy access is going to pay off, yep. right? Mm-hmm. So people talk about there are so many telehealth platforms out there. Like I've I've got probably three colleagues that have their own telehealth platforms that right. are, that are yeah. physicians, We've right? We've talked about that. And yeah. so, yeah. so I mean, there's so many of them out there, and it, it probably gets a little frustrating if you're like, well, I could do this one for this specialty, but not that specialty. Mm-hmm. Whereas Amazon, it literally, you're going to put it in your cart, yep. you know? And you, and I suspect there'll be, you, you'll have access and the, maybe maybe a lower fee per, per service yeah. or something like that. Right. But, you know... Again, you know, what they're good at, what they're great at is logistics. Yep. Now, this is IT. This is not logistics because it's the IT of delivering the connection between yep. the client right. and, and, the, and the, the physician or provider, right. right? So now they have to own the providers. Yep. They've got the technology. And, you know, they bought one medical. Yep, one medical. Right. And but, you know, right now, one medical is a lost leader, bleeding about 240 million dollars a year right and amazon says we'll turn that around immediately right right and it's another period where they can walk in and throw stupid money at a company that's losing money yep and for a song yep and then and then turn turn it around and then every you know 
air quotes, everybody's happy, you know, but that's, yeah. that's where we are. And I guess everybody is out there trying to create that platform yep. that gets yep. noticed yep. to be just big enough, but not too big for these companies to gobble them up. Right. And right. every, everybody's going to have to do this, Larry. I mean, yeah. all the other groups are still are looking at the United's got their own platform. You know, all these different groups have platforms that they're using themselves, but but this is a way to draw in new business. Yeah. Whereas if you're one of the big players, if you're if you're United mm-hmm. or CVS or, yeah. or Walmart, you are Walgreens, if you yeah. are looking at those guys, then you know they, they they have to develop new business. Well, in in fact, you hit the nail on the head, Dr. Mark. Amazon even though they bought one medical, which is primary care, Amazon has the ability to add specialists to that network to even booster that business even further. And they believe that they overall, between Amazon and one medical, they can target 50 million members. Right, right. And yeah. that would make them the largest player in the industry. And they're also an international player. And uh, yep. I've I've seen a couple of products where you have international consultations for mm-hmm. specialists, right? Uh, and you know it sort of it sort of skids around the liability side mm-hmm. because you're just you're giving an opinion based on information, you know, limited information. So there's a lot of disclosures that you know what I what I say might be right, it might not be right. But Amazon Amazon is actually going to have a, a huge platform just because they have so much travel. Right. And all they need to do is advertise. You log in to to buy your dog food on Amazon, and you're going to see an ad for telehealth. And if you're even thinking about it, you're like, huh. Exactly. Let's see what this yep. is about. No, that definitely makes sense. I had a telehealth visit yesterday. Oh, did you? Did yeah, it you? was just a follow-up over, you know, an annual yeah, annual uh, visit. x-ray. Yeah, yep, yep. and it was a two-minute call. Yep. No, I think, Doctor, call me. How you doing? Sorry, I miss you. He said, well, "Why don't you come in one time?" I said, "I'd be be happy to next year." Yep. Maybe. 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 Don't 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 he sign said, me up. X-rays perfect. Keep going. Yep. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. No, it, and it's yeah. good. And those kinds of things, those are those are important follow ups yeah. that that should be handled that way. Yeah. And I mean, that's well, the beauty of it. The physician can still bill for an office visit. Right. Yet it was a five minute phone call. Yep. Yeah. No. So yeah. it so it saves yeah. on saves on the other end. Yep. Everybody. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. That's yep. a good play. It's a good play. Yep. So what do we got next, Larry? Okay. So let's talk about the the big players. I mean, we've talked about healthcare is big business. Yes. Doctor Mark, are we going to be dealing with a handful of healthcare providers in well, ten years or five years? Well, I think we're already dealing with a handful only. Yep. I mean, I really, I think yep. we're already there. My question is, which way is it going? Is it going to break down because, you know, they're going to end out having more, more issues with monopolies? Is it going to yep. grow because, you know, the, or, you know, I, it, it, it can go yep. either way. Yep. It can go either way. Yep. And, and I think we're getting very close to a breaking point. When all these companies are one-stop shopping it, yes, and, and they can't go any further yeah. other yeah. than competing with each other, right? I just wonder, all this money that these big players are spending on telehealth and home care, mm-hmm. we know that the telehealth visits fell off pretty dramatically after the world opened yep. back up after yep. COVID. Yeah, everything but mental health visits. Yeah, all but yeah. mental health, which now still represents about 80% of the yep. visits yep. that are telehealth. And I think that's just checking in on patients, uh, well, more or less. I, I mean, well, I think people are more inclined to participate in mental health therapy if it's online. If it's online, yep. yeah. And so okay. I, I think okay. that... 
that there was a combination um, with with uh, with all the changes in COVID to make that make that yep. work, yep. and so it's yep. it's here to stay. And you know, I, I do believe we're going to see by the end of this year that our health care dollars in the total health care probably got close to five trillion dollars in twenty twenty two, Doctor Mark. Yeah, I, I would imagine that's true because yeah, it was at four point six. Yep. Early in the year. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Know. But, you know, let's throw one more thing in there. You know, CMS and healthcare.gov in the Affordable Care Act, they've now, the Biden administration has added almost $100 million in grants for the 2023 open enrollment period, which for ACA is November 1st to January 15th. For Medicare, it's October 15th to December 7th. And they've added almost $100 million to fund the navigators that Trump dumped when he became in office right. back in and 16. So the navigators are the individuals yep. that that are get with you online, on the phone, right. and navigate right. you through the process. That's right. And we're really proven to be quite useless. Yeah, well, they're, mean, the healthcare dove actually oper- healthcare.gov actually operates in 33 states. Yep. So that's where this navigator money would be spent. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I, I I think I missed that. So thirty three states, mm-hmm. only thirty three states. Only thirty three states. Is yeah. it just based yeah. on population? Well, the other states have their own independent health care program that is not run by the Affordable Care Act. Gotcha. Yep. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I guess when we're talking about all these uh, mergers, acquisitions, and all the the big dollars, a hundred million doesn't yep. sound like a lot. Yep. But it, but for the numbers of people that are involved. In the ACA, yeah, it, it's I just don't see it pumping. Well, they're up. playing off the fact that last year during COVID, of course, that there was a record fourteen and a half million people joined the ACA through healthcare.gov. Well, yeah, but yeah. I mean, yeah. again, COVID, unemployment, exactly. that's right, and that's and right. then follow that up that's with right. with anybody that could join was getting yeah. supplements, right, 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 and so they were there, you know, because. Well, I think the first time around, people looked at it and said, "This is just regular insurance. It's, it's I can I can go to, directly to the company and get the same plan." Yep. Well, yep. here, if they go through healthcare.gov, they're they're going to they're going to end out getting yep. getting exactly what exactly. they're looking for. They're going to end out getting a, a much lower monthly right. payment. And again, as as you know, when we talk about we talk about single payer systems. Really, with 130 million, 330 million people in America, 165 million are already on a single-payer system. Right, right. And they're all funded by taxpayers' right, dollars. Right. The other 165 million are private insurance and employers. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah. I, it, it's hard to imagine. I, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. When we talk about the long term, what's, what's the final outcome of this? There's a reasonable chance that it will end up being a single commercial payer. Because the U.S. government is not, not, not going to want to take this on. Because right. what we've seen over the years is them divest in their responsibility right. Right. by hiring these commercial payers to run right. their Medicare products. Right. And, well, they and, already have. Yeah, and and they're yeah. and they're growing that. What is it? Almost half of Medicare, I believe, we're at sixty-four million. Right. Almost thirty million of those are in an HMO. Yes. Which is private health care, even mm-hmm. though it's considered yeah. Medicare CMS. Right. And the government's paying yeah. a flat rate. That's right. So these these companies are taking yep. risk, yep. but they're doubling down every year. So obviously it's yep. working for them. Yep. Right. Yep. So it tells you a few things. It tells you when the government was doing it, they were doing an awful job. Right. So yep. so that's the argument for not making the whole world a giant VA system. Exactly. And, and then it, it tells you that 
these companies have figured out new ways to make money, which they do. I mean, they have they have uh, you know roundtables where that's all they're going to discuss, and they come up with things like Medicare Advantage. Yeah, you know, they come exactly. up with the, all these different products. Yeah. and then in the states, you've got the Medicaid products also being selected through HMOs. Right, and and that made that made some sense because the states budgets really didn't allow for them to do a great job that's with right. their Medicaid. Right. And, and and there were right. times when different states ran out yeah. of money. So that well, did save that. And and that's a great point when we're talking about the the hundred million dollars that Biden put back into the program, even though in in all fairness, when Trump cut the funding, it was for outreach and marketing. And and he actually wanted to shorten the open enrollment period. As right. you remember, yeah. Biden came back and not only did he increase he the open going. enrollment period, he kept it going. He kept it going and increased the tax subsidies as right, well. Right, right, yeah, so. and and that's that bottom line is an expenditure that just comes out of our tax dollars, right. right, and or printed money. So printed money. Yeah, I don't know. You know, there's no way to get government out of healthcare, yep. and no. there's no way to keep no. big healthcare from being big, from getting but, and getting bigger. But yep. but there's going to be a limit to it, and yep. it's either it's either going to be that sort of implosion and the next AT and T, right? Uh, or or it's going to be one company's going to rise yep. so far above the rest, right. That it's it's going to become essentially a single payer system. So sum this up, Doctor Mark, as a practicing physician, how do you see all this? Well, I mean, it's very concerning because we have n- no negotiation power. And what has happened over the last 15 yep. years is even though there were multiple players in the field, they were clearly working together and said, just quit negotiating. Exactly. Because no yep. one could negotiate a reasonable contract, right? Right. right. So why, it, it kind of doesn't and organizations matter. like ours have popped up to help the physician do just that. Exactly. And, and if, the, if the majority are employed... Uh, so now they're, now they're getting paid by the same same groups that are represented by the same lobbies that are keeping the same thing the same way. We, we don't have anybody that's out there shouting. Now, our independent physicians continue to kind of hold down the fort. And at some point, they need to be fairly represented and fairly paid. And so that, that's that, that's not the outlook. That's my, my hopefulness for health care. I hear you. Dr. Mark, it's been a great show today. Great conversation. Absolutely. And look forward to seeing you next week. See you next week, Larry. Thank you for joining us today on Healthcare Now. To find the answers you are looking for or have a question, you can reach Larry and Dr. Mark by emailing your questions and comments to follow us at healthcarenow.us. And we'll continue our discussion same time next week on navigating our complex healthcare system on Healthcare Now. On Healthcare Now. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.